fantastic midfielder this guy was and uh, what a hero and he's ended up in the um, Sydney Swans um, team of the century and also um, well, one of the gutsiest midfielders um, you've ever seen play the game and we've just spoke, heard a story about him doing a 10k time trial with <laughs> Dave Misson and that's enough. Darren Creswell. G'day Creswell. G'day boys, how are we today? That's where it all starts in the midfield, so... Certainly does, <laughs> and it all starts in the pre-season as well. Uh, we've just heard Misso's um, his story uh, of you doing a uh, 10k time trial with him. Uh, what are your memories of it? Oh, it was probably the not-so-pleasant uh, session that I've ever had during a 10k time trial. <laughs> I mean, they'd be unheard of now. I thought they were pretty much unheard of back then, but they kept, he, kept, he brought it out of the blue, to be honest, and... Uh, yeah, it was, uh, it was tough, let me tell you that. Um, I miss actually, he was a pretty good runner, Miss O. He was our strength and conditioning coach and probably one of the better ones that I've had. And uh, he ran with me for a little bit and um, I kept going quicker and then slowing down and going quicker. And he asked me what I was doing. I go, mate, I've got no idea. I've just got to try. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, uh, it was pretty tough, let me tell you that. It was uh, I think it was four laps of the 2.5K loop. So four laps, that done your head in and itself. So you're not just running 10K, you're just doing loop after loop after loop. So, yeah, not great. Does so you recall who uh, who won? Well, it wasn't me. Um, <laughs> I was on the back end of my career. <laughs> Let me tell you that. It was, I wasn't one of, one of the younger ones, but uh, Jared McVay was an elite runner. So um, let's go with him because he did win the 3K in my very last year there. So uh, he, he was always right up there. How would a plugger gone in that? I'm sure he would have been up the front. <laughs> Need an hourglass for plugger. He'd be still going now. I reckon him and, him and Derek kick it. We used to do it, I think, a 3K or 4K when, when DK and, and plugger were there. And Yeah, we'd be all uh, stretched down at our drink ready to train when they crossed the line. So it took them a while to get around that. Mate, as much as you're training with them, how good was it sort of playing there with plugger and just putting it lace out and or make him making every kick look lace out we well, used to have a crack at me for kicking helicopters at him so uh every time we used to hit him on the tit i used to say sorry about that one howard um <laughs> but he was he was great to play like i was fortunate enough to play with some absolute superstars and paul kelly and bruzy and plugger and um like, like dennis carroll i, I class as, a, as an absolute gun and mark bays um we had some terrific players at our footy club and i was fortunate enough to be part of that so um, yeah, very, very privileged to play with guys like that, that's for sure. Absolutely. And, and your time, obviously remembered by uh, a lot by whacking your knee back in on the dislocation. Now, I've done a few fingers and pulled them back in, but nothing like that. Uh, how's the body now? <laughs> I do take anti flams still. <laughs> uh, haven't had any uh, knee replacements or hip replacements, so I still do a bit of running. It's good for my, you know, good for my uh, mindset. So I try and run three or four uh, days a week. Um, but um, yeah, can you believe? Actually, after I knocked it back in, they took me into the uh, doctor's room down at Geelong. It was actually my hundredth game. And the doc goes to me, mate, do you know if you had a straightened your leg, it would have gone back into place? And I'm like, oh, mate. <laughs> Uh, I know, you know what I felt like saying to him, don't you? <laughs> but, um, yeah, it's pretty painful. I can imagine. Does it does it still make you squirmish when you look back at it and just thinking that was you who hitting it back in? Well, a lot of people ask me, um, you know, what it was like, and it's just. Uh, 
to, to be honest, you go into shock for sure. That's one thing you do, and the uncomfortable feeling that, that's going through your body when you see it there and trying to knock it back in. But um, yeah, it, it hurt. I've never had so much pain uh, before, so I think that about sums it up. It was pretty, pretty uh, brutal. And you spoke uh, just briefly then about uh, you're running now and your mindset. And I know with um, like a. You still on? Yeah. yeah, with a lot of footballers, um, uh, once you stop playing, you kind of lose yourself a little bit. Um, how is how is the mind health? And uh, and we can see with people like Schwader going. I'm, I know you play with Schwader as well, going around sort of doing his thing with that. How's your mindset? Yeah, it's great now. I mean, it wasn't when I first retired. Um, obviously, losing the euphoria of playing footy, and um, I mean, my story's pretty pretty much been well documented, but. You know, I've got a addictive personality, and I think a lot, of, a lot of sports people do. And I just recently went to Sydney uh, about three weeks ago and done a talk on on gambling and life after after footy, and you know the similarities between footy and and gambling. Um, you know, the, the euphoria of winning in the first ten minutes after you you win a game of footy and play well is the best ten minutes, and there's no different to that on the punt. You know, when you lose, obviously the disappointment. Um, you train harder to try and get that that form back and when you lose on the punt the chase um, so I was fortunate enough to come out the other end um, a lot aren't fortunate to do that um, so I went to Sydney just recently and, and you know um, explained my story um, hopefully that can help others when they come out of the game because you know a lot of AFL players and not only AFL players but sports people women in general have addictive personalities but um, I was one of the lucky ones to beat it in the end, but I've done it the hard way probably, but I'm probably the best position I've ever been um, in a lot of ways and very happy and kids are going well and I've got a, uh, I've got, uh, a construction landscape business in Albury with Donga and one in Noosa Heads up in Queensland. So uh, I've got to think I've got 24 staff, mate, so I, I sort of run <laughs> to ease the tension and uh, so, yeah, um, I'm in a great space at the moment. Oh, it's awesome. Sorry, one more. Where, where are you based Yourself, so it's funny you say that. Oh, I've got a business down here in Albury, which is landscape construction. Um, I've also got one in Noosa, um, but I've just accepted a role um, up in Cairns. So um, full-time coach uh, next season, move up there in uh, end of September to coach the South Cairns Cutters in the AFL Cairns competition. So looking forward to that and getting back to some warm weather. So getting out of uh, getting out of Victoria down here in Albury Wodonga to go up to the sun would be nice. Yeah, definitely, yeah. Um, Krez, I just want to turn your attention back to the 90s Sydney Swans. What was it like playing under Rocket Rodney Ede? There was some audio that escaped a couple of years ago of him absolutely rinsing Will Minson, which I'm sure many have heard. Did he give some good sprays in his time? Some of the best. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. I had 41 day. I think I had 41. No, it wasn't about that many. 35 or something one day against Brett Ratman at, uh, at Optus Oval uh, against Colton. And he said it was the worst 30 possession game with a few experiences he's ever seen in his whole entire life. But uh, he, look, he was my favourite coach because I, I just. I played for him. He was a fellow Tasmanian and he was probably one of the best coaches I've had in terms of, you know, look, he, he was also, he'd give you a good spray, but he's also pick you up and tell you when you've done something really well and, you know, explain what he what he meant by the spray. He'd always follow up and, you know, his game knowledge and was, was excellent and, um, you know, I thought he really got Sydney back on the map when he went up there and um, he took us from 
95. I think we finished about 13th or 14th to, to minor premiers into a grand final. But, um, yeah, he was a good coach. But he certainly he certainly knew where you stood with him, that was for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Hey, let's, let's talk about the Swans of 2023. Uh, they've ended up in another final series. I mean, it's just like a habit now. Even if they try to miss, they still make it. Um, <laughs> What what a great recovery from the, from where they were earlier in the year, and um, particularly after losing last year's grand final, they've, they've done it again. How pleased are you that, that they've returned? How good is it? The bloods are always there, aren't they? Yeah. Um, I think Horse has done an enormous job. And when you consider the amount of young players they've brought through, and I think obviously Kinnear Beatson and, and John have done a fantastic job in getting those young players to the club, and obviously developing developing those players to play to play league footy, but not only play league footy but play it well. Um, and they've responded in every manner this year when they've been challenged. And I know they've had their, their injuries as well. I remember one day, I think I was watching on TV, Mills, he was playing fullback on Tom Hawkins, and uh, that's how depleted they were down back. But um, no, it's great to watch. I just love watching them. I was, I was over there in Adelaide recently when we got up uh, by a point. Uh, that goal umpire should be given a house on Sydney Harbour. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, no, I just love watching them play, and I'm just, yeah, really grateful to, to obviously... Uh, to be part of the club and I've been around there a fair bit this year which is fantastic and just love the way they go about it especially Dane Rampey I think he's, uh, he could have played in any, in any era really the way he goes about it he's just a fantastic competitor now You mentioned off air that uh, your young fellas uh, got a, a shining to Dane but surely the number 21 might be uh, on everyone's back soon Errol Gordon he is just flying Yeah he's elite isn't he uh, Errol um, one of the better ones um, yeah, I, I love Rampy and obviously brainwashed me a little six-year-old. And <laughs> he went up to Ramps just recently when we were in Adelaide and said, I said, he's your favourite player. And Ramps said, well, I haven't got many, so I play in the back line. But I go, hey, you got plenty, mate. But there's a lot of good <laughs> talent there, Heaney. I mean, you could, you could go through it. Uh, McLean, there's so much young talent coming through. I think, you know, uh, Robottom's another one who's very underrated and undervalued. His work he does around the footy, um, he's looking after the, the number eight nicely, which I, which I like to see. And your thoughts on uh, on Buddy's contribution to the Swans and finishing up? Look like look like like Plugger and and like Hawley. Um, I think Buddy's been extraordinary for our footy club and for the code in Sydney, to be honest. And um, yeah, the boys love him, and he's been an extraordinary player um, for our club. And um, you know, we're grateful enough to have a player like that at your club. It's just it's it's incredible. And, um, I think he enjoyed playing for the for the Bloods and obviously had a fantastic career at Hawthorne too. But I was lucky enough again to be there when he kicked his thousandth goal, which was good. So the timing's been pretty good. So I don't think it'll ever happen again. Uh, so I'm going to be really honest. So um, I think he's been fantastic for the for the footy club. Was it you that spread the ashes then when he did when you ran out, or was it like what, did you do anything special when when he did kick the thousand? No, I, was, well, I wasn't quick enough to get down them stairs to get out there, mate. So <laughs> okay. not. not not, not the way my body is, so no, I was up there, but it was great to watch. And you, you, you spoke about Plugger and Hawley and Buddy. It must be credit to the Sydney culture and uh, the team up there, given, I mean, especially with Buddy, we watched him mature so, so much. Obviously, it's not like Melbourne, is it? Like living in the bubble. Um, that, you know, I've never lived in Melbourne in terms of, as, as, a, as an AFL player, but I'm um, up there I mean you, you get to relax a little bit more and I, I liken it to when I played like when I first played there was a lot of um, players come from different states so they leave their school friends they leave their families and you become like one big family up there so 
you don't can't go around to your parents' house and you can't go around to your best mate's house because they live in like my parents and, and mates are in Tassie and like a lot of blokes are in Melbourne. So you rely on each other and, and feed off each other, and I think that really helps um, helps the Swans and and helps the culture and. I think um, Stewie Maxfield and Kirky and, and Ruzi have been really strong in the bloods and what it means to play for the club and then it's flowed through through Macca and, you know, that, those sorts of... and Rampy and, and Parks and that. So um, I think that's a really strong bond we have as a footy club and it's and it's started probably in 2002 and then it's just ran all the way through and um, it was fantastic to be part of. Crazo, as a Tasmanian yourself, what is some of your excitement um, surrounding... The induction of a Tasmanian AFL team in the years to come? Well, footy's been struggling a lot down there of recent years. I'm not sure if you're aware of the state league's really dropped off and participation rates really dropped off. And I'm really excited for, for the state. Um, to have an AFL team would be enormous. There's been so many great players to come out of the out of the state. There's no no doubt about that. Um, I think, obviously, it's good for young talent coming through. I mean, I've got a 16-year-old who's got a scholarship at Wesley College uh, for AFL and an opportunity for him in a couple of years when his draft year comes up um, and another um, to play for Tassie would be awesome, even though I'd probably choose the Swans if I had to. <laughs> <laughs> um, but um, I, I just think it's good for, for obviously, it's, you know, the Australian Football League, isn't it? So Tassie's very much part of that and had some wonderful players, so I'm, I'm looking forward to see how they go. Is that why you, uh, they're sending you up to Cairns to get as much heat as possible before you uh, coach Tassie? <laughs> I'm a bit old for that. I, yeah, so I reckon no, you're not. Good, there'll be some good candidates. Um, I'm not sure how I'm going to go with the humidity. I've been out of Queensland and that sort of area for a while. But um, uh, looking, like I said, I'm looking forward. I think it's going to be great. It's great initiatives. Uh, I think they'll go all right. I think they'll shock a few people. There's some, look at the talent coming through this mm. year out of the out of the under 18 Devils program. There's so many young talent, good players. I think they finished on top in the in the NAV Coach League. Um, so it's really, you know holds the uh, holds the state in pretty good stead. No, it certainly does. And we're all very excited uh, that the Tassie team will come in. Uh, the awards night is tonight, Krizza. Um Who wins the MVP? Who wins that Lee Matthews Trophy tonight? Jeez, Timmy Taranto is a bit unlucky, isn't he, not to uh, not to get in the um, in the All Australian forty four. Yeah, um, oh, geez, Dacos has had a fantastic year. He's he's a match winner. Um, you know, Bonten Pelly's had another fantastic year, and as Petrarca. But look, I can't go past Dacos. Oh, very yeah. good. Okay, yeah. well, we've had track and uh, Dacos. Fair enough. Um, and just um, your, your last thoughts. Um, how much will Sydney win by against the Blues? I reckon they'll win and win by four goals. Um, it's, it's, I reckon um, they've had experience in big games in previous years, as we all know, and it's Colton's first hurrah at the finals, so they might be a little bit toey. And if we can get out to a good lead, I think um, our young blokes will be able to hang on. Um, we just don't want it too close at three-quarter time so our <laughs> last quarters haven't been great. So, um, yeah, I'm backing them in, and, and I'm sure they'll be ready for it. Oh, fantastic. Hey, mate, we'll leave it there. Um, it's been great to chat and uh, get your thoughts on the Swans and your career. Uh, congratulations that uh, you got everything uh, back in order with yourself and your business is going really well. So thank you so much for giving us some of your time. No worries, boys. Great to chat. <laughs> yeah, Thanks, you too. Fantastic. Darren Creswell there, the Sydney Swans Hall of Famer and member of the Team of the Century.